Yo, Draco and his motherfucker bleeding out all over the motherfucking place. Uh, I just want to say thank you again to everybody listening to a nigga man. Press and play. Uh, shout out to all my new listeners, old listeners. Uh, motherfuckers spreading the word, even walking up to me, still telling me about this thing, man. You feel me? Uh, it's a whole lot of other shit you could be doing. I did want to say uh, I had a couple conversations with people asking me why I don't put this on YouTube. Uh, there's actually a dude, I forget his name, but he has a podcast called Business of Hype. I really love it. It's kind of kind of does what I'm trying to do with this. It's just free game, you feel me? So if you want another good podcast, check that out. But he mentioned that he talks to a lot of people that do shit behind the scenes or that are in like the fashion scene and shit like that. And um, people that particularly don't have cameras in their face, you know? Um, he mentioned that if he was to put them on camera for the interviews, it might sacrifice the, uh, the how comfortable and genuine everything feels, you know? Uh, people just act different when they know they're being recorded. So I think I'm going to keep this shit like this, man. Uh, I, I like it anyways. It's the only way. I don't really watch video interviews like that, but uh, I hope y'all don't mind. Uh, also, you know, the, the, this year, heavy-ass year, I wanted to... Um, throw out some prayers for everybody being affected by this coronavirus shit I hope y'all getting prepared or I hope you you all good and um, ready for whatever else comes with this shit man got them motherfuckers getting all the toilet paper the store is clear and got down I went to Meyer today and that bitch was packed 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 to the fucking it was retarded I'm not gonna lie but um, you know, people are getting ready, man, for whatever's to come. It's a lot of people getting uh, the schools is closing. Motherfuckers getting pushed out of their jobs. The NBA shut down. Who knows how how much more serious this can get? So um, I hope y'all ready. And this is also a good time for everybody who don't end up getting affected by this, man. Let's go ahead and keep focusing on our our, our health. You know, I me mean? mentally and physically. Uh, you know, let's just get clean. Let's motherfucking uh, just do everything we can to ensure that that we. And we don't gotta, um, you know, worry about ourselves too much this year, man. Uh, let's just be better. Let's just keep, keep, keep advancing. Keep doing good in life. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna just keep rambling, whatever, whatever. But shout out to all y'all. Uh, you know what I mean? Let's, let's, let's make it out of motherfucking 2020. Goddamn it. Uh, all right, yeah. So whatever, man. Uh, I hope y'all like this interview. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and start the show. Go ahead and get it. We're recording. Man. Yeah! <laughs> it's Draco recording this motherfucker, man. Bleeding out all over the motherfucking place, man. Uh, I hope y'all listeners are having a great day right now, man. Uh, in front of me, I got two owners of one of the coolest stores in town, in Indianapolis, called Car the Cargo Streetwear Boutique. Right? And yeah, um, sir. I would like to introduce you guys, but I'll let them do it first. My man's. All right, yeah. Let the people know who you are. Uh, so I'm CP. Um, I run the brand Comefi mm-hmm. and um, co-founder of uh, Cargo Streetwear. All right. And I'm AO. Uh, I run Wishful Thinking, and I'm the other owner. Perfect. Cargo. Perfect. Y'all remember their voices, because I'm going <laughs> to go back and forth between <laughs> them, too, and I hope y'all don't get confused, you feel me? Yeah, we initials only over here, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Straight initial boys. CP, AO, you and motherfucking man. Yeah. All right. Look, how y'all feeling today, all right? Not bad. Doing so good, Monday, bro. we conquered it. Yeah. So, man. I love Mondays. I love the fact really? that it's all raining and shit outside right now. It's word. got me in the best mood. I'm not going to lie. Word. I've been just making shit all day. Type yeah, shit. word. I was super productive today. Yeah, what'd you do? Did the dishes. Like, <laughs> all, got some laundry That's done. Right. Went to the grocery store. Yeah. You know, because like uh, Monday is like our, for me, it's like a uh, Saturday. 
Yeah. The stores close on Monday. So. Where, what, what, uh, what your hours be like? We're open Thursday through Sunday, 12 to 7, and then Monday through Wednesday is appointment only. So, like, you can book an appointment, but do that shit 24 hours in advance. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Hell yeah. You can do it through our website now, too, so. Yeah, I was just on your website. It's a clean-ass website, bro. Right Shout out to Carl. Right. Shout out to Carl. Very clean. I, mine is, like, I spent forever working on it, but I'm trying to redo it now because I got it all black. And I don't like. I figure since every all, like everybody's phones and shit be on dark mode and shit, like nice. I just wanted to go over the black website. But I think I want to switch it back and and hit the white backdrop and Texture. just redesign my shit so it looks sleek. You know what I mean? Keep it clean. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Cool. So, I have a lot of questions for y'all. Needs. Ask right. away. See, my boy. What's up? Where you from? Um. I mean, I grew up in Indy. I'm from the West Side, but uh, like. I have no family here. Like my mom's from my mom's family from Georgia, uh, from Germany. Yep. So I'm a dual citizen. Um, and then my dad's family's from Georgia. So that's what's up. It's just me and my mom here. But yeah, I'm it, from the West Side. Which school did you go to? Um, high I school. Gra- graduated from Ben Davis High School. Best school. Yeah. Yes, sir. I was about to ask you graduated. I like hearing that people graduated. I didn't really graduate, so it was like one of them things. I love to hear that shit. Did you go to college? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. What'd you uh, go for? Uh. I graduated with a rhetoric degree in economics. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah that's some random that sounds shit. sounds tight. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's just super like, random. That's some shit I want to just tell people. <laughs> um, I'm doing nothing with it, by the way. I mean, shit. A degree that's is a degree. Fun. You know what I mean? Um, let's see. What was it like uh, for you growing up? Were you always into fashion? Yeah, so I'm like the youngest of three by 10 years. So my mm. siblings are a lot older than me, so... When I was growing up, like, my brother is seven years older than me. So, like, the stuff that he was into, like, I just kind of got forced into without really knowing it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, like he would, so, like, you know, like, he would go to, like, Man Alive when he was, like, 15, 16. So, you know what I'm saying? I was, like, eight. Yeah. And buy, like, a whole, like, Jerbo fit or, you know, old FUBU joint yeah. or Pelly Pell joint. And then my mom would take me down to Jamie Kids, which was down the other side of Lafayette Square, which sold all the same stuff that Man Alive did, but just in, like, my bed. Yeah, and, like, kid sizes. So yeah, I, I would, like, I guess back then it was more called, like, urban wear. It was, like, labeled gang wear back then, you know what I'm saying? Like, Aniche and, like, Mecca and different brands like that. So, like, that kind of just progressed, you know, and, like... I feel like over time I've seen a bunch of different uh, styles of fucking... Like, very... Uh, Cause I was talking to my little brother and like he's just graduated high school, you know what I mean? And like I feel like since he's been in high school for the last four years, everybody's kind of had this it's the same swag, you know what yeah. I mean? I think about like since the cool kids came out, and like I feel like everybody's had to just just buying cool shit, you know what I mean? I guess lately everybody's yeah. getting like into designer clothes, yeah. all these little niggas be scamming and shit, but for the most part, niggas <laughs> is just fresh. And I'm just I'm like man, but like when I was in school, like it's like motherfuckers was wearing. Big ass clothes and city trains and shit like that, yeah. and then like niggas started jerking and shit. Right. Like, like that was a whole complete flip, and then niggas was just like getting to where they are now. Like, what type of um, changes did you go through as far as your your swag? Yeah, so like like I was saying, like early on, I just kind of gravitated towards that, just because like my brother kind of wore that type of stuff, and it was like at a time that like I think he caught stuff kind of early, and so like. I really thrived on trying to, like, not look like everyone else. Yeah. So, like, man, I went through, I mean, I'm multiracial. So, like, I grew up, my mom's white and my dad's black. So, like, I grew up in, like, this weird dichotomy. So, like, I used to go from, like, wearing tall tees to wearing, like, an Abercrombie shirt, you know? Yeah. Like, 
Hell yeah. uh, you know, I had like all these weird identity crises growing up and stuff like that. So I had like all kinds of spectrums, like a point where like I was really into like insane clown posse and like <laughs> like on some juggalo shit. You know, for real, like yeah, bro, yeah. like because you know it's like Midwest. Like I was all about the Fago and shit. You know, like mm-hmm. I grew up on the West Side, so it's like it's either like hood niggas shit. or like. <laughs> Like, white trash ratchet, you know, white people. So, like, you do, like, I mean, I went to monster truck rallies and shit growing up and, like, raced horses and shit. Like, weird (laughs) stuff that I probably, like, most urban black kids don't do. But it's, like, weird just because, like, the West Side is just, like, this weird mix of people. Damn, I keep doing that. Let me stick this on the floor. Sounds like you got a a bunch of, a big party bag of Indiana experiences. Hmm. Like... Because I know me, I'm not really from here, so I didn't grow up doing shit in this motherfucker. You feel me? By the time I came here, I was just, like, just going to school, and, like, motherfuckers, like, that was all involved in different things. You feel me? I didn't yeah. get into nothing until I started coming out to the square. And, like, that's when I went to, like, my first, like, punk shows and shit like that. But I never really identified with no specific type of culture or nothing like that. You know what I mean? Gang culture, white people, whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, I don't know. Uh, how about for you, Ayo? What was you on uh, growing up? How was it your experience in Indy? Uh, Mine was like... Um, you from like, here? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I was born in Ohio, but I moved over here. So same difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I grew up on the west side, too. Um, but I'm first generation uh, Nigerian. So, like, um, I had, like, a uh, like a black experience, but, like, through the African side. So yeah. um, things were super different for me. Uh, what my mom deemed as cool or acceptable... I didn't like it all, so um, every time that it came, you know, came down time to you know buy clothes or whatever, uh, she would always buy me stuff that I hate. Yeah. So I'd have to kind of like figure out how to dress for myself, you know, st- certain things she wouldn't allow in the house. So I didn't really get too much influence uh, until I really started like going to the mall by myself and like, you know, my mom would be like, "All right, well, it's back to school shopping. Yeah. I'm a you have this much money to spend, find whatever you can type of thing." Because you know, it got to the point where she didn't really want to. You know, she didn't really care much for it. She was just like, all right, get whatever you want. Um, but, like, uh, growing up, I had an older sister. Uh, I was the youngest. Uh, so it was really whatever I was able to see uh, her do. So uh, she could, like, match really well, and I couldn't. So yeah. um, I just tried to take a couple pages out of her book, and by the time I figured it out, you know, it was, like, high school, and I could buy cool clothes, Jordans, shit like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. What high school did you go to? Uh, same high school, Ben Davis. That's how we know each other. Y'all the same age? Uh, I'm a year older. We gra- I graduated a year before him, but... Yeah. Hell yeah. Did you end up going to uh, college? Yeah. Uh, I went to uh, IUPR my first year. What'd you go for? Uh, graphic design and advertising. Um, Fuck yeah. And then I ended up going to IU. And then that nice. changed... That, they gave me an actual college experience. Or, well, cool. I like the idea of the actual college experience. Like, yeah. I used to spend a lot of time just going out to... Um, uh, Bloomington and kicking so, it with the homies yeah, and shit, and it was like it seemed like a whole different level of shit. You feel me? Um, yeah. Did you you lived out there? Yeah. So I lived in Bloomington for three years. Uh, nice. But what's crazy is, uh, unlike him, I dropped out my senior year. Right. So. Right. Damn your senior year. Dog was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the part? What, what, what happened? Uh, you know, so you know, like sometimes uh, when you're, you know, you're, you might be here actually, but like. Your mind is somewhere else. Yeah. Every time I would go to class, that'd be the situation. So, right. I, but at the time, I was thinking about like doing my clothing brand and stuff like that. Like I had this really good plan, and I was like, I don't need college. You know, I could figure this out without. Um, in hindsight, I should have finished uh, just because I had plenty of time. You know, <laughs> from right. from then to now. So. And I, I, looking back at it, man, I wouldn't have went to college. Really? I don't like. I think we value too much of just like the achievement of getting a degree versus like what you actually learn. You know what I'm saying? So like. 
yeah. I think about my college experience and like the most beneficial things were like the actual experiences outside of the classroom, you know what I'm saying? So like mm-hmm. I think about if like what if I would have just taken time when I was done with high school and like get an apprenticeship and like actually like build better relationships that are going to get you further cuz like meeting frat boys and stuff, you know, like <laughs> they say oh you're going to like have these connections for a lifetime but like you got to wait a lifetime for that motherfucker to get like on too to get right. put you on so like yeah. one of you got to beat each other but like if you would have took the time to get an apprenticeship or, like, go work with someone else that's older than you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could have started making connections with people that were, like, already ahead in life. You know what I'm saying? I like yeah. that. And I think it's probably uh, very dependent on what, you, what you're passionate about if you already know what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for, for sure. For me, I tell anybody, like, my little brother, he doesn't really know what he wants to do. And he, I don't know if he, you know, finds himself to be a creative person or not, you know? But it's like, well, shit, bro, if all else fails... I'm from the University of YouTube, and you figure out what the culture is, and you you can make way more connections by yourself. You can learn shit way quicker right. by yourself yeah. than you feel me wasting all your money and time exactly. around motherfuckers that probably ain't gonna be able to benefit you. You could just hit the field, hit the ground with it. Right. For sure, um, for sure. So I guess uh, which one of you started to make clothes first? Uh, I guess it would technically I guess I, yeah, I guess it would technically be me. Yeah. Um, but, like, so as far as the brand, um, I started that when I got uh, done with high school. But, like, uh, I knew I wanted to do cr- something crea- creatively excuse me, uh, for a while. So, like, when I was younger, my mom bought me, like, an airbrush kit. Yeah. And that's when I first figured, all right, um, I'm going to try to figure it out, make some clothes or whatever. Got my little um, pack of, uh, like, Hanes tees or whatever, and I thought I could airbrush those. But uh, I didn't know what I was doing. So I figured I couldn't figure it out. So I wasn't good enough. So I just kind of figured I would never do it. Yeah. Um, and then come high school, by the time I really figured out how to dress and, like, really swag or whatever, um, by the time high school was over, I felt like like I conquered it. Like, I was as good as I could possibly get. Karma Loop was popping, but the shirts was getting cornier. Oh, man, I um, remember that. The fall of Karma yeah, Loop, like, man. broke my heart, man. Like, they was making shirts for, like, Jordans, you know? Is that like, still a thing? Anymore? No, not, I mean, it's you, probably still alive. You but... can still shop on Karma Loop. I don't know that you might want any of the stuff, but man. you can still shop. Yeah. Yeah. Black you Friday shop. used to be, no, Cyber Monday used to used be to my slap. shit. It used to slap. I used to clean up. I used to clean up. Man. Um, but yeah, they used to make tees for like for like Jordans and stuff, and and one day me and my homies was like, man, bro, we could do this better. Like, yeah. we, we could definitely do this better. So I was just like sitting around and thinking. I would talk to my friends about it, um, and at the time we weren't really like innovative type cats. So so you had a whole group of people that that was into this too. Yeah. So um, most of my homies rap. Yeah. Um, so my end thing was the clothes because I would always be like the fresh nigga on the side or whatever they'd be like oh you know if, <laughs> you know what I'm saying like if I was going to be like a hype nigga on stage I would fit in because I would always dress nice or whatever Yeah. Mm-hmm. so they was into that or whatever but it just kind of made sense at a, at a point like alright maybe I should probably you know start like making clothes or whatever um, so um, I actually made a run of uh, t-shirts that came out wrong yeah okay um, that was going to be my next question <laughs> so like what did you do to get them all out you was spray painting them Nah, so um, there was this. So I was going to school in Bloomington at the time. Yeah. Uh, and there's this place called Underground Printing. Uh, they do like most of the stuff for IU, and it's way too expensive. Yeah. So, but me, I'm thinking I need to find a screen printer. I don't have one of my own, so I need to find someone that could do it. Um, so I went to them, uh, or I think I ordered like 36, 40 shirts, something like that. Yeah. Um, I ordered the shirts, and I had like the perfect, perfect slogan. It said, uh, "There's no justice, just us." Um, like that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I got it from I, like uh, I got it from Richard Pryor, and I was like, man, that's fire! I'm like, I'm gonna sell that. I'm a t-shirt. This shit hard. So you know what I'm saying? So I was like, all right, we gonna do that. So, um, so I basically made the tees or whatever, 
And, you know, they called me. They were like, hey, the shirts are done. I got up there, and it was not what I wanted at all. What was wrong with it? Uh, the graphic was just too small. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, as an artist, you're always, you know, more harsh on yourself than anybody else is. For sure. Um, and at the time, I didn't realize that other people didn't know my, my mistake. So, uh, well, um, like, there's people throwing parties at the time. So I was the cool nigga pulling up to the parties, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was, like, giving people shirts. Like, hey, hey, you know, got some shirts in my car. And they'd be like, oh, you know, hey, are you giving out something bad? You know, so they followed me to my trunk. I get them their size or whatever. You know, I was like, I was like the hood nigga on the block. Like I was selling my tapes, but I was getting them for free. You know, yeah, type shit. Yeah. Um, and that kind of just caught on. So at a point, people were just like, I ain't get my wishful thinking. I ain't get mine. So I'm like, I, I got them. Yeah. Got them. I just got to figure out how to keep going. You know, so that's kind of how that got started. I feel like uh, finding opportunities to sell shit that you got like is kind of the hardest thing for. Oh yeah. Like that's why I don't ever have physical nothing. Like I don't. Yeah. I've never even really dropped merch because it's like if it's not at a show when I sell it, I'm not finna figure out when I'm going to get it off. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, beside note, whenever you're ready for merch, you should let us design it. Yeah. We're pretty good at that. We're pretty good at that. So, see. Yeah. Uh, so I got into clothing um, when I was an undergrad. So, like, I went to Wabash College, and when I was there, they were uh, giving out a seed grant, like, essentially giving away money mm-hmm. to start a business. And you just had to have a business idea. And I was like, well, shit, I want free money. So <laughs> it's hard. Uh, figure it out. I just was just trying to figure out, like, what made sense. And at the time, like, I've always, like, it, we're into clothing and shoes, you know what I'm saying? Like, I used to always camp out and stuff for Jordans and, like, high school and stuff like that. I've always been, like, reselling, like, my eBay account. It's been since, like, 2005, you know what I'm saying? I've been doing this for a minute, so. Yeah. Um, Would you use resale? I used to, like, resell, like, Jordans. Uh, I camped out for, like, LRG Dead Series hoodies back in, like, 2006 at uh, R&S in Lafayette Square Mall. Like, yeah. I, mean, I was, because I, be uh, I be watching this shit called Full Size Run. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You, y'all watch that shit? Mm, yeah. I, they always ask that question, like, would you resell? And, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I always yeah, yeah. wondered if that's, like, if that's supposed to be a bad thing or some shit. I mean, back then, I was, like, 15, 16, oh, trying to just get it. money, so. It was yeah. almost you know, unheard of low-key back then. Yeah. You was hustling, though. Yeah, but anyway, I was just trying to get, uh, wanted to, like, just get a, this grant, essentially. And so um, I wanted to, like, design uh, merch for the school, like, for the bookstore. Yeah. Because, like, all the best stuff was either, like, already branded, already had, like, Nike or Adidas, and it just had, like, the school logo on it. But there was nothing, like, designed specifically with the school in mind. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I just wanted to design some cool shit for them. And so... Um, of course, I got the grant, just made this proposal for the, this clothing business for, like, student merch, essentially. Um, and then with the fir- first little bit of money they gave me, I made these, like, tank tops. And then I pulled it to the bookstore. Like, let's sell these in the bookstore. And they're like... What'd you uh, do? What'd you put on them? Uh, it was, like... I did, like, a all-over print inside the logo. You know, like, and this is, like, 2012. So, like, for college merch at the time, like, th- this wasn't done. I was doing, like, kind of, like, streetwear designs, but, like, on collegiate merch. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it was, like... What'd you make the design the with? Uh, well, this is like where how I got into the bookstore. I was actually using like the actual school logos and stuff like that without their licensing. Yeah. And so they were like, <laughs> I, I was just selling these shirts and these tank tops at first, and then they weren't messing with it. But then I made these sweatshirts that actually had like the school logos on it and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, you can't do that. And I was like, oh. And they were like, well, since you already have them, like, we're going to sell them in the bookstore. <laughs> so I was like, all right, bet. Hell yeah. And so that was like my first experience was just doing wholesale. So like I never had to worry about sales because I would just do designs and then I would present it to them. And then they would say, all right, give us 20 of these, 10 of these. And they'd give me half the money. I like I'd go that. design it and make it. And then I'd bring it back and get the other half. So like I didn't have to worry about them selling it. 
But uh, I would got to the point where I was making more and more designs, and they just kept picking the same shit over and over. Yeah. And then, like, I did a red bomber jacket. It's the first thing I ever did for my brand, and I actually designed it for the school. And the school didn't want it. And I was like, yo, they all tripping. Like, this, this is fire. Like, this is, like, this will kill it. You what know, was the problem store. with it? And they just said it wasn't, like, didn't fit their demographic, which is, like, I don't know if you would know about Wabash College, but it's like a white, old <laughs> yeah. man. It's like all boys. It's all male. Somebody yeah. was just asking me to do a show out there. And like somebody was Wabash. like. You know what's crazy? I brought I brought Sirius and like Grizz and them out there in like 2013. It's just all dudes. It's all dudes, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds... Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Sounds uncomfortable. It for is me. very. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some uncomfortable moments. I mean, it's definitely got some like great benefits to it. But anyway, yeah. no, for sure. But yeah, so like they were tripping, not trying to design this jacket, and I was like, all right, so I'm gonna make my own shit. And I was uh, running under a brand called Kite and Key, and I was like trying to do SEO on like Google and stuff like that and shit like. Benjamin Franklin would pop up and like electricity <laughs> and like the Liberty Bell. Well, who's, yeah. Whose idea was that? That was your shit. That, that, was, that was what I was running the school brand under. Oh uh, yeah, it was Kite and Key. And so, um, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of tight. It, it is kind of tight. Wabash is like the first electrically lit city, right, in America or something crazy. No, that's like Wabash, the city. The, yeah. Wabash College is actually in Crawfordsville, where the Ultimate Warriors. Franklin, like Kite and Key type yeah. electricity shit. No, it was just like all into like innovation and cool. stuff and like trying to like be outside the box at the time. So, yeah. like, that's yeah. really what it was about. But anyway. So, you ended up using the bomber jacket for yourself. Yeah, and then I was like, fuck, I can't like market this because Benjamin Franklin keeps fucking popping up. So, like, what am I going to do? So, um, luckily, like, I mean, it was luckily for me, my me and my brother have fucked up ass names. So, like, <laughs> I always liked his middle name, Kamafi. Um, and so I just wanted something that didn't have any word association. You know, I think I was thinking like big brands like Nike and Coca-Cola, yeah. Adidas. Like when you say those brands, you don't. There's nothing else that pops up but those brands. You know, and, you know, in terms of word association. So like, I wanted something that didn't mean anything, and I just changed the spelling of it, and then I added the umlaut, which is like the two dots over the a. Yeah. Um, because it's a German character, and I'm, I'm a German citizen, so I just wanted to like pay homage to that a little bit. So, um, that's kind of how the brand name started, and then I just. Started making shit. Fuck yeah! How did you come up with your with the name of yours? Did we say that already? Uh no. Um, my my, I, I wish my story was sounded was like as good as his. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, so like um, so I graduated in two thousand eight. Uh, I was a big Kanye fan. Still, but it's a big Kanye fan. Yeah. Um, so at the time we were listening, me me and one of my close friends were listening to Eight Oh Eight Heartbreak. And uh, at the time in just two thousand eight, uh, people just kept saying wishful thinking a lot. So like it always resonated with me. Um, so while we were listening to um, 808s, you know, we were like, all right, well, let's let's go with the wishful thinking. Let's do that. For sure. And one of my homies was like, bro, you should really use like a light bulb. Like that's the first thing I think of. And I'm like, bro, that's whack. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know, I don't know. But like I went to school for like graphic design or whatever. So I'm like, bro, that's whack. Like you can't make no cool shit out of that. Yeah. But like uh, like some years down the line, I was just like, man, that's brilliant. So yeah, I can think of some cool shit already. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's why when he said that fact, I was like, damn, that's good to know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, hard. It's so super like, hard. Right? You know what I'm saying? So like uh, some years down the line, I eventually uh, made a logo out of the light bulb or whatever. But like, um, and we actually uh, called it Sir Watts. So we make like oh, nice. we, we make like uh, dolls and stuff for it. That's what we went, the way we want to go. But um, I like that. Right on. <laughs> but that's like how the name came about. So like, uh, it doesn't really necessarily mean anything. But it was something that like everyone says. Yeah. No one can't not say that. But it means something to everyone. So. Fuck yeah. You know. Well, um, 
and then I'm gonna bounce this back back and forth as well. But um, what was the first like milestone? You were like, yeah, this is this is this is something that could work. Like, cause I know a lot of people they they get into some shit, they get the name down, they get their first products, and they're like, all right. I'll see if, if it catches on. It catches on for a little bit, but at some point they just yeah, stop kind of or they just move on to something else. It branches off. Like when were you like, yeah, this, I'll I'll keep up with this and and I'll start making more designs. Um. So, so I had a super big mishap that happened. Uh. So my senior year when I was dropping out of school. All these mishaps. Um, man, that's, that's that's how it happens, you know. Yeah. Uh, so senior year when I was dropping out of school. Um. um I had an apartment still up there for a little five. So um, CP bunch of bunch of people came down or whatever. Um, but they, but they, they beat me down to Bloomington or whatever. I was in Indy with some homies and we were coming back or whatever. So on our way back, um, it was, it was 420. So we went up to Indy, you know, to obviously, you know, purchase, sure. you know, yeah. so we're to coming, say hi to people, right. To say hi to people. So <laughs> we were coming back, you know, to Bloomington and, uh, you know, to, you know, our trip, you know, we figured we burn one on the way. Yeah. Um, so it just so happens that like. The car didn't wasn't even like smoky or anything, but you could still kind of smell it or whatever. Uh, a cop pulls us over the second we get into Bloomington. Um, they catch us with um, sixteen grams of weed, and um, my my friend eventually um, he was like, "Well, it's mine." They let him, you know, get in trouble for it, whatever, do probation. Shitty. Um, you know he, you know, but he, you know, he he stuck it out for the team. So yeah, nah, right yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he took a big L because. You know, we would enjoy that. It was some at the at the time. It was some really premium. So and I like that at the time. Shit, yeah. you know like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all changed. Some like some like midi forties, right? Like, it was fire back then. Like, hey, it's some little motherfuckers like, where they be getting hot in a motherfucker. I'm like, I don't you know, know how the like, fuck you guys walk around this high like yeah. little niggas, man. But man, yeah, no, I did, but no, no. So <laughs> so 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 fast forward a year goes by or whatever. You know, um, double jeopardy. You know, a person can't get in trouble for the same crime twice. For sure. Um. So. The day that they pulled us over, um, they got all of our names or whatever, and my friend did the probation or whatever. For whatever reason, I guess the cop didn't change it in the system or do the paperwork correctly. Um, but um, I was in Avon, um, about to go home. So Avon is like right next to where my mom lives on the west side. Yeah. And I get pulled over, and they're like, you know, you got a warrant for your arrest. Uh, God yeah. damn. That same Bloomington. shit happened and, to me, bro. And I'm, yeah. I'm just like, yo, like, how? Like, what do you mean? I don't do anything wrong. I, mm. You know, I go home, go to work. I, I don't be on bullshit. Mm. Like, shitty. You know, I was shitty. So uh, so they end up taking me to jail. Um, this is like January, something like maybe eight years ago at this point. Yeah. Um, so they take me to jail or whatever, and... Uh, it just so happens that it was uh, Martin Luther King weekend. So I got picked up on a Friday. I ended up being in jail for five days because Martin Luther King, you know, you don't get jail on Monday. So I was in there longer than I even needed to be. So they transferred transfer me from Avon <laughs> to Muncie to like a bunch of other places. I ended up in Bloomington or whatever. I get to Bloomington and uh, the, the judge is like, oh, sorry, we messed up. You know, you. You're free to go. And I'm like, free to go? I'm, I just wasted all this fucking time. Right. You, you, pick, you picked me up in Avon five days ago. Right? How am I supposed to get home? You ever so, been to jail? I, I was in Holden for like overnight. Bruh. How'd that happen to you? Little five. I got a drinking ticket. Dang, that's a that's I got a drinking ticket. And I was like, man, fuck that. I ain't about to pick up no trash the next day. Yeah, they that's do how they, the that's classes how they and mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Chilling. I'm a, I thought statue of limitations. I'm going to ride this thing out. 
whipping to Bloomington maybe like a couple years later, and I was in Hickass Martinsville. That's where I did you. Yeah, yeah, and they DWB pulled my shit over. And they're like, yeah, you got a warrant. And it was like a like maybe like two or three days before my 21st birthday. Damn. So I had to go Tough. to the drunk tank at like motherfucking like noon Damn. on like a Saturday. <laughs> You tell people stories like that, and they're like, Oh, you shouldn't have been in the wrong, like, you know, like, right, but yeah, it's really yeah, just like some systematic it. stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, luckily, like, I mean, yeah. all my homies that like have been to jail, and luckily for me, you know, so yeah, far, I, 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 my dumbass, I turned right on the no turn on red right after I hot boxed the wheel. And it's like, wow. you do, you high though. And I was drunk. So oh, I was damn, like, oh bro. shit, they finna take my license and all this shit. But it was like. Take your license? They about to take you. Like, I was just like, <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking about like, what's gonna happen later. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, Because yeah. I think when you get a DUI, you can't drive for a minute, right? I don't know. I don't know what happens. Yeah, but I was just like, like but I was high, so niggas just like, where's the weed? And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, but. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, it's nah. Silly. But uh, the clothes. What, Damn. What? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So back to the story. My yeah. bad. So, um, so all right. So, I, <laughs> so, I, so I get out of jail. Um, my first instinct is all right. I'm in Bloomington. Someone has to come get me. Um, so what's fr- what's funny is I was leaving my homegirl's crib. Um, when I got pulled over, so I had my phone charger on me or whatever. So I go to the library, charge my phone up, and my phone is blowing up. And I'm yeah. like, granted, five days. You, you talk. To, you know, you talk to a lot of people in five days, but no one would really realize you're gone, right? Yeah. Um, so what hap- ends up happening is I have a uh, one of my best friends. He goes to school. Uh, he goes to school in um, uh, Tennessee, Nashville, mm-hmm. and um, they had a currency show down there. So um, um, after the show, you know, he gives currency this hoodie or whatever that I made, whatever. So I'm like, cool. That's hard. Um, so what ends up, right? So what ends up happening is people are putting this, posting this picture, posting this picture, and they're like, damn, Ao's not. He hasn't said anything yet. Like he loves currency. He'd probably flip shit if he if he found out. Yeah. You know, so people are just like, like really hitting me up now. Like, yo, if this is happening, he's not saying anything. What's, you know, what's going on? Yeah. So I calls my best friend. And she's like, I'm on the way to Bloomington to come get you or whatever. So she comes to get me to, in Bloomington, and she's like showing me like how it popped off, and she's giving me all these pictures, and it's probably like the best anything that's ever happened to me. But, like, I, I logged into Instagram, and I got all these, like, messages from people or whatever. And, you know, they ride, you know, currency's coattails, so they're like, oh, oh, you know, Currency's I need some... that nigga, Right, bro. you know what I'm saying? I, I need some hoodies from you. What, I'm talking people that I was laying before, people that didn't care what I was doing before. And, like, it took me from here to here. So I was like, all right, well, you know, since, since you know, that's going on right now, I'm just going to, you know, ride that too. So, sure. um, you know, that was, like, the first... Like big, uh, I guess accomplishment. That and you was like, "Fuck it, let's go ahead and get it." What's the second thing you dropped, uh, or the, the next thing you dropped after that? So the next thing I dropped after, well, I dropped another version of that same hoodie, just a different color. Uh, it was just like up. a wishful hoodie. That's what's um, up. But I just dropped a different color, whatever. And it, from there, that has become one of my staple pieces. Like I like that. Still sell it today. CP. So. So look, the bomber jacket. <laughs> how did you get your? How'd you get it made? Or like, what what did you do to like get that in production? How many did you make in the first place? I made too many. I made 50. I made 50 of everything at first. Um, my very first collection, I made everything cut and sew. So, like, um, I wasn't buying, like, blank anything and, like, putting anything on. I was getting everything manufactured because I thought that was, like, the thing. I thought that's what the you were supposed to, to do, you know. And I yeah. was doing I was doing uh, college apparel before, so, like, the school, you know, connected me with manufacturers and stuff like that. And so and they were putting up the money. So I didn't really think about, like, 
how it's done. I was just like, that's just how you do it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think like, oh, I could buy something that's already made and like make something and like imprint something on it because like I just had never done that before. Um, yeah. I guess I did that with some shirts, but like in terms of like getting like an actual piece, like a jacket or like a hoodie that's like custom printed, you know, like I never did that. So um, I just sourced some manufacturers that I had reached out to and I did cut and sew and I thought like, damn, I'm about to bang all these. It's just a fire and like, was it really expensive? Oh, yeah. It was, like, probably, I mean, you, you got to think the jacket is probably, at the time, was, like, 35 to $40 a jacket at $50. And yeah, then the man. T-shirt and the hoodie, so about 150 pieces, you know, probably, you yeah. know. So quite a bit of investment. And I think, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm about to just sell this shit. Yeah. But it was the first time I ever to sell something. Because, you know, I never worried about sales. Usually I make something, I wipe my hands, and I walk away and get a check. For sure. And so, like, to get my money back, I had to sell this shit. And so I'm like, all right, it's, like, 50 of each. Like, I know 50 people that'll buy this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that shit took so long to sell. Like, I was way in over my head. I didn't know anything about, like, trying to market or, like, I never had to market. I never had to worry about sales. So, like, yeah. I was just kind of like, oh, shit, how do I get people to buy this besides, like, the homies, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that, that's something, like, I, to this day, I, like, still, like, struggle with, like, marketing. I mean, it's, like, it's obviously picked up and stuff like that, but. For sure. I mean, I feel like word of mouth is, is stronger than anything, but, oh, yeah. you know branding. what I mean? I know, I know being, being around is what helps me out, because I don't do no advertising or nothing. You yeah, feel yeah. me? Like, everything got to be from my face. Right. Or from my, you know, social medias, and if you don't, like, niggas is always like, nigga, when, when you dropping something? Yeah. Like, right. shit, I don't know what to tell you, nigga. I'll see you <laughs> next weekend, and we can talk about it. Right. You feel me? But, like, um, uh, what's the next drop that you had after that? Like, what did you what did you do differently? Did it take a while for things to start picking up? Uh, so, I actually I got the first per, I got the first cut and sew project, and then um, the jackets were actually messed up. So I only sold the tees and the hoodies at first because I had to send the jackets back. And Damn. like I, to do cut and sew, it takes like four months. So like it was a minute before I got the jackets back. So I was just selling the tees and the hoodies, and then I figured out. Uh, through the manufacturer they were like oh we have these blank items that you could just buy and put your own shit on I'm like well damn why y'all tell me that from the beginning like cause I was bitching at them like damn this takes too long I need stuff now and they were like oh we'll just pick from this catalog and I'm like well fuck oh yeah. so um yeah exactly what so, year was this? Uh, 2015 2015 yeah 2015 2015 was the first I actually ordered the cut and sew stuff in 2014 I thought I remember being super geeked yeah. thinking it was going to be here in like two weeks it's like, <laughs> it took all the way to like six more months before I got it got mm. it correct so that sucks um, but yeah that was it was just different you know what I'm saying it was just like a, a big learning curve but um, honestly the reason why I kind of got inspired to like do clothing is because uh, I used to me and AO have just known each other since high school and uh, yeah. he actually uh, room was roommates with uh, one of my real good homies so I, used to, I saw him develop his brand you know like in the living room like we'd be sitting there chilling smoking and shit yeah. And he'd be sitting there drawing and be like, what y'all think of this? You know, I remember him drawing the light bulb yeah, with the Sir Watts shit. with the headphones on and shit. And I was like, <laughs> damn, that's just hard, you know, because at the time, no one I, around, I was around was like creative in terms of like, you know, because like at the 2011, like being, being like termed a creative wasn't like a cool thing, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Or like even like just putting yourself out there is like, 
I'm doing something outside the norm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, just, like, I was Instagram made it more before. popular. No, I definitely did. I mean, then you could like, because you didn't have to be famous to be popular. Yeah. And, yeah. and then people being influencers and shit, like, changed the whole game. Yeah. About around when, like, Vine people, like, people started yeah. getting Vine famous and shit. Yeah. Started seeing the ties change. I was telling somebody, I was like, man, you know, back in the day when, when I feel like now every everybody got bars, everybody rapping, everybody's yeah, doing it. But right. like when I was in high school, like you had to have some nuts to just be like, yeah, nigga, I'm, yeah. I'm a rapper. Cause a lot of niggas, niggas got roasted. Yeah, bro. you get roasted. Yeah, yeah. I knew niggas that were good. Yeah, and they that were good, and they'd be like, nigga, you trying to rap? Yeah, shut your ass up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 like, sure, coming clean. Sure. And, no, I did that. That might be what I talked to Oreo about because mm. because you was rapping early. Yeah, in, in your yeah. life, and I mean, mm-hmm. back in the day, man, yeah. you feel me? It, it was just uncommon, and it just it's different. Um, I, that's why I appreciate what we on right now these days, when like anybody can start up anything, and like nobody yeah. really even gonna look at them like it's fucking weird. Right. Motherfuckers is like, I'm gonna just be an Instagram model, and that's like <laughs> yeah. that is an occupation. Thing, like, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so goddamn, how do you feel about like? Because the internet has made it so that what I was talking to him about is like back in the day it'd be so much harder for uh, trends to hit Indiana. Yeah. Um, the difference is, I guess, the social media aspect of shit and how everything's on the internet and everybody's on the internet at all times. You know what I mean? So, um, was it like keeping up with the industry and like who the people that y'all look at and um, are you that invested in in keeping up with trends and and uh, looking at anything well i mean i think in terms of the store like we have to like yeah. we have like we have to be like aware of like What's what the, what the market's doing and like what people are looking at but like that's i think that's also the same thing that we why we embrace our store too is because we also try to like find a lot of stuff that people that isn't buzzing on the internet yeah that we think we, that we find and that is fire that is sometimes better than the stuff that you that's see popular at the yeah time. and like we put that in our store too just because like we want to educate people like streetwear and like designing clothes in general like isn't just deemed to palace and supreme and bape you know what i'm saying yeah. there's like yeah. like they're, they they don't run the game like they aren't the mm-hmm. game like there's so many other people right. doing yeah. cool creative stuff like why not celebrate it so i think that we have to stay aware but in terms of like my brand like i pay attention to no fashion trends like i don't i don't try to like look like anyone else do anything like anyone else like i don't even drop stuff like in seasons like i just drop whenever i want yeah, yeah. um i'm not on anybody's time schedule um because really for me like my brand is just like my expression it's like a lot of it even if stuff doesn't sell like i'm making new stuff just because like i just want to see new stuff and a lot of stuff that i make for myself you know yeah. yeah so would you would you ever consider the fact that maybe uh the idea of streetwear could just be like dying at this point uh, uh, I would say not, not necessarily, because if you think about it, what used to make it cool was um, to have something that someone else didn't have, right? So yeah. like, um, you would you would almost scour the earth to find something that 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 someone else didn't know, so that way you could be the one person to pop up on the scene and have, you know, the um, you know, at some point it was Bape to have a really mm-hmm. cool, you know, Bape colored, you know, hoodie that zipped up. Yeah. Um, you know, once that got saturated, it's like. It's, people are always looking for the next new thing. For sure. Um, and streetwear is technically, you know, like functional wear, like mm-hmm. what people wear in the street. Right. So, you know, and typically that fashion is taken from, you know, places like New York, L.A., possibly Chicago at times, um, you know, even down south. So, like, 
remember back when we were younger, people used to wear their uh, their um, pant leg up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and uh, I was listening to a podcast, and they said that uh, that was a style that bike messengers used to do. Yeah, so, <laughs> so they would get caught in the, the gears. Chain, right? exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you know, and like I said, you know, it's functional streetwear. You know, that's right. where it came from. You know, so for sure. Yeah, and we we talk about this all the time. It's it's not going anywhere. Like the the term streetwear might die because like it's it's trendy and it's cool, but like yeah. like he was saying, like it's. Like, it's what you wear in the street, man. Like, well, that's never going to change. The question is because uh, I was reading some Virgil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Virgil uh, yeah. was saying <laughs> did about Did you see that? You <laughs> yeah, yeah. That? We had a whole conversation what about that. What did he say exactly? Yeah. He was essentially saying that streetwear is going to die and that people are going to reach back into, like, their vintage and, like, archival, right? And, like, yeah. a lot of everyone's like, oh, vintage is going crazy. And it's like, what Virgil is talking about vintages, he's talking about, like, archival pieces, like, pulling out your old, like, 2007, like, Raph Simmons jacket or, yeah. you know, your Rick Owens from, like, 2010, 2011. Right, like, like that's archival cool. pieces. Mm-hmm. That's what he's talking about. Like, he's not saying necessarily. Don't go to, yeah, like pull, like it. pulling out Goodwill yeah. shirts for the next you know 20 <laughs> years. I mean, like don't be wrong. Like the vintage stuff is cool because it's like it's nostalgic. nostalgic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But when you talk about like I don't know, I guess it's because I'm also getting older. But like I'm more invested into quality pieces. You know what I'm saying? I'd want mm-hmm. something that's gonna last me a long time. So that's why I buy like raw denim jeans because. I'm gonna have them for eight to ten years, you know what I'm saying? So like for sure. What are some of your favorite brands? Man, um <laughs> that's hard. That's hard. Yeah, you know, like I guess like denim, I've always like I've always worn APC. I mean, that's just kind of like where I've been at for a while. Um I mean, I have favorite brands that I don't own for sure. Like I think <laughs> yeah. Yoon Ambush is like a genius. She's killing shit right yeah. now. So like all of the ambush I mean, stuff is fire. Fuck yeah. Um I know a lot of niggas been wearing Palm Angels. I didn't know nothing about that yeah. shit. Yeah, Palm Angels is cool. I really fuck with Rude. I think his stuff is dope. Yeah, um, shit's nice. I really like Pierre Moss. Kirby, I think yeah, we're both really Kirby, big fans yeah. of Kirby Jean Raymond. Like, I mean, that dude is smart dude. Super dope. You know, oh, yeah. I, I think yeah. kind of impartial to sometimes to like minority designers too. You know, just yeah. because like yeah. someone that represents me or looks like me or someone I can relate to the same struggle of getting into like an industry because I'm like yeah. and he has some, a good story too yeah all of, I mean all of them do yeah but Kirby Jean like that dude is yeah he's yeah. he's Hell levels yeah. bro I've been listening to a <laughs> bunch of different dudes because um, there's this podcast called the uh, the Hype Beast Business Podcast oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, business, business of Hype, hype. Yeah, Business, business of Hype yeah. and I listen to that shit every yeah, it's day it's yeah. just free game yeah. that's kind of what for I want sure. to be like, sure. like nigga yeah 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 nigga it's free game all day uh, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean I was listening to the owners of Dior the other day but I forget like half the shit Kim Jones yeah Kim Jones yeah we listen to that one too we listen to all those dude hell yeah um how about you? Like, oh, what's your favorite shoes? Like, shoe brands? So, I mean, so I'm pretty standard Nike guy, but um, as far as, like, 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 so I like Nikes that, like, aren't super popular, but I don't, so we, so me and him were talking about this the other day. Um, a lot of shoes that we had for, we've had, a, like, for 10 years. Where? Um, and you can't really wear them anymore. Like, a lot of them you have to actually, re, like, replace. So, like, um, I really like, um, like, Nike did this little, um, kind of like a, like a, I guess hiking shoe, but it's called they're called ACGs. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I like those. Yeah, I really yeah. like those. But those like, look cool. Yeah, but I have a lot of like a, a decent amount of them, but I can't wear them anymore because they're like getting old or whatever, paint's chipping or whatever. Like the sole's kind of crumbling. Yeah. Um. So that's the one thing I don't like. Um. But like as far as like shoes now, I really like like the shoes with like the boost in them. So a lot of Yeezys are my favorite just because they're mad comfortable. 
I um, need to give me a pair of Yeezys. Yeah, bro. I mean, you know where to get them from. Uh, <laughs> now we have 13s? Uh, yeah, yeah, we actually yeah. did. We actually got a pair of salts right now on your side. Hell yeah, because that's what... Bro, buying shoes is the fucking worst for me. I promise <laughs> you. Uh, even like... Because I don't shop in the mall. I really don't right, shop yeah. at all. You feel me? I like to keep shit for a long time. Just yeah. kind of like weird like that. Like Kind of like a minimalist type of motherfucker. You for know sure. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I need some shit that I could just like just wear out. I'm not that... Yeah. But I, I've always been like into fashion and like watching it and, yeah. and just keeping up with trends and shit you feel me once I'm out I'm about balling and shit you feel me get that money I go ahead go crazy um okay now I guess I do want to eventually go ahead how how far are we in this motherfucker Uh, we had like 41 sorry I'll be sorry I'll be so awkward as fuck I'm working on it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's just cause I never I want to make sure I do everything in order to where we get the the whole adventure out the way you know what I mean because um, I want everybody to know that this shit isn't easy. Yeah, you know, because I mean, sometimes I mean? you get to talk and you miss those those points. But yeah, you know, and that's so. why like I, I write the shit down. But you know, the stories are are just as necessary as everything For else sure. because you know, um, so far we've gotten a whole bunch of shit shit going wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's just how it goes. And that's what a lot of it is. Man. That's where it just goes. Figuring shit out, like you know, just overcoming stuff. I mean, that's why we have the the shipping container stores because yeah. it's like shit went wrong and we yeah. had to figure shit out. Yeah. So, right. so I guess uh, when did y'all link up and be like, let's do some shit together? Because uh, so that- did did y'all did you ever have your stuff just like? anywhere else or was it online or how did you get your so shit out we were actually both selling our stuff at the luxury sneaker exchange on mass ave yeah. so like the only brand local brands that carried was mine and his yeah. you know so yeah. that would like i mean we had never like collabed or anything together but like i had seen his yeah. brand next to my brand like, yeah, and yeah. like i mean we've known each other since high school Forever, so like yeah. it's <laughs> how'd you present your stuff to them to get them to sell it pulled um, up on them was like hey, hey Carl, man, you want to put some of the stuff in here? You know, I was cool with them, so I used to go in there and just chop it up. I, I would sell them a lot of, like, Supreme. I, like, a lot of the Supreme they got early on was a lot of the stuff that, like, I had been sitting on. Because at the time, I was, like, I mean, 2016, I was going crazy on all that stuff. I had a bunch of bots, and I was just, like, Fuck yeah. going crazy. You've been copying shit for a minute. You've been yeah, on it. I mean, it's just, like, that eBay page. just part of, like, just trying to make money. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you grew up in a single-parent household, you always feel like you want to contribute and stuff like that. So ever since you I was... And I was the youngest, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I always felt like I had to contribute, contribute. So, like, I always figured out a way, you know, whatever it was, whether it was mowing lawns and, like, shoveling snow and shit or, like, shit. selling so, fake chains. I used to do that <laughs> shit, too. You ever, had a, you ever had a job? Yeah, bro. I mean, I've had every job, man. I've done construction. I've done, like, iron work. I used to build high ropes courses, uh, like, climb trees. Yeah. Like, that's like, as a job. I've done every shit job you could think of. He used to be like a greeter at the uh, the airport for uh, carry taxis. Yeah. Like, damn. damn, you done. Yeah, bro. <laughs> shit. <laughs> that was some odd jobs, Home City man. Ice. That, 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 that was, was a hustle. Lit, that was a hustle. Home City that was Ice was Davis lit. Thing. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. For sure. How about you? Uh, yeah, so so for for me, um, I had got like little, like little jobs here and there, like growing up. So like the very first job I ever had was like uh, picking up trash at my church. Right. And they was like, yeah, we'll pay you $10 an hour. And I was like, little kid. So, 
you know, me, I wasn't thinking I got to get, I, I should have took my time, but I was trying to get it done fast. Yeah. I don't know, but I thought it was cool to have oh, money. You did, you did you know that shit for 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Here's $10, bro. Not, not, not really thinking about it. I'm just happy to get it. Yeah. Right, you know what I'm saying? So he was really finessing me. He was really finessing me. That's but, what he said. Um, <laughs> Ten dollars an hour. You take twenty uh, minutes. I'm gonna pay you three bucks. Right. All right, boss. <laughs> See you later. Hell no. Hell um, no. But like, but so that, like, those are like my jobs like beforehand. But like, um, you ever worked retail? Yeah. So, so that was the thing for me. So in high school, we, me and him both played sports. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a savage at sports. So, what y'all play? Um, Who was so, the best thing? Uh, I ran track. He played football and wrestled. So, hell yeah. Um, he was like all American type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like Damn. he was like super good. So he's nice. He's not gonna gloat on it now, but he was real good. All right, then. Um, yeah. Look, his name's up in the, you know what I'm saying rafters and shit. But no. Um, but um, but basically, uh, one of my friends worked at GFS in, in high school. Um, so what we used to do is uh, we used to have this like big common area in high school. Um, so he would take like the Gatorades and stuff, freeze them mm-hmm. at his crib, and then in the morning he'd stuff his backpack or whatever Skittles, uh, Gatorades, all kind of stuff. Hell yeah. And we'd sell it in his uh, at his locker during uh, passing period. So uh, because we couldn't have no job, we needed a little bit of money. You know what I'm saying? Take take a he chick said, out or said, whatever man, like we that. Been, we been starting you know stories. So, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, for sure. So it was just like I mean, but me and him both used to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like just, just I'm like I always yeah. like hustling. You know, like I love it. I love it. So, at what point would you like we should, instead of having our shit at other places, you went ahead and um, uh, what was the first move that y'all did together? So, so I, I think mean, he has to start the story. He brought me in. So. Yeah. So I think both of us were looking for a store at the time um, when we were selling the luxury sneaker exchange, and um, I just happened to see a Facebook post of someone I can't remember who it was that was like, "Hey, any uh, local clothing designers? I know somebody that's trying to fill a store." Yeah. And I was like, "Well, shit." And it just happened to be right in Found Square. I live in Found Square. So like, I was like, oh, it's right here on Virginia Avenue, too? Bet. So uh, I just pulled up. And at the time, I didn't have a car. I did, went carless for like four years and rode a bike everywhere. So I had a backpack. I just yeah. hopped on my bike while so I was there's a lot shit. of people out here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even need a car. I'll be jealous. Type shit. <laughs> yeah. So I swagged up there, pulled up on this dude, and I uh, was talking to him, just showing him my, my product and stuff. And um, before I decided to like, to sell it to them and like give it put it in the store i'm like so what else are you selling man like there ain't shit in here like it's just empty like what are you selling and he was like man i don't know <laughs> and i'm like what and he's just like you know well i was thinking about doing this he started going talking about some flux shit with like remember he's talking yeah, about those like the Amazon, atri- atriums yeah. and so, i was like anyway i was like bro so this dude yeah. just had a, a lease on his space and i was like he didn't know how to use it. Uh, bro, I've been trying to start a store for like the past like year. Um, how about I just like help you do this? And he was like, okay. And so we we're working on it and stuff. And I mean, this dude was already sketchy. Like the first time I met him, he told me he was a felon and shit. And I'm like, bro, why you don't just tell people that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was already like it was like some sus. It was super sus, bro. It was like, and so he was like, I think he was like feeling like I was gonna cut him out because I was doing everything. Yeah. Uh, so he was like, we gotta bring someone else on. And I was already, already like kind of weirded out by him. You're at this point, you had a bunch of shit in there. No, I was like, we were just like building stuff out and like working on the painting store, and painting and stuff. And then he was like, "We got to bring someone else in." And I was like, "All right, well, <laughs> shit, I'm not bringing in anyone. I don't know. I'm not letting you bring in anyone." So like, <laughs> I'm gonna holler at my boy. Oh, so I was like, I, and the first thing I told him was like, "Hey, bro, I got an opportunity for us to have a store. Um, it's super sketchy, but like, we're not liable. We don't have no, our names not on a lease." So, like, we can essentially just have a store. Yeah. Hell yeah. Make uh, money and shit. And so we grinded out 
and just in 30 days then 30 days we turned that store around in time for the fountain square music festival when we that was the first day we opened and uh it was dope because we had the cool kids pull through and like mike floss and like some of pentagram it was dope yeah, it was well, super was dope that? 2017 uh, yes it was october of 2017 yeah. yeah and it was it was lit and then um we were doing well with the business there and um you know it kind of just split essentially just me and ao and kind of him you know what i'm saying and yeah, he didn't really have the vision, so me and him just was like, all right. He was dead weight, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he just had a lease. It's At really this point, how much did y'all have? Um, everything. Yeah, we had everything. Every, everything. So everything was provided between him and I. Everything. Every so. piece of product in there, every piece of furniture. Everything. <laughs> besides, like, maybe the <laughs> rug and a table. Like, yeah. everything in there was ours. So, like, we were pretty much running the store, and he was dead weight. And then um, we just were starting to the point where we were about to make a lot of money. You know, we, like, yeah. get to that tipping point where I'm like, all right, business is really starting to pick up. Like, our monthly revenue is getting crazy. Like, we need to have this conversation now. And so we offered to buy him out of the business, and he was like, nah, he fuck, no. nah fuck that. <laughs> like, he was yeah. like, nah, fuck that. He said no. And so I was like, all right, well, we're taking everything that's in the store, and we just grabbed all our shit and packed it up. How long was that lifeline for it? We were, we were yeah. open for about... Three, three only months. like three months. It was October open, to December. Yeah, yeah we were yeah. open three months, and yeah. then uh, we grabbed all our shit and left, and then they converted into some like photography space, and then it took from that point until November first opened. We were, at that point, I said um, we were, we decided to do Startup Three One Seven, and we like invested money into that space because like that's when we changed our name to Cargo and stuff. So what's they, what's Startup Three One Seven? Um, so it's like basically like an initiative in, uh, inside the city to where to where if you're a business owner. Um, they'll put you in a space for thirty days for free. Really? Um, so yeah, it's dope, bro. So for us, uh, so for us, our very first, for us, our very first year was um, um, doing like a, um, it was like doing our cargo pop up. Um, it was in a uh, car garage. Um, yeah. We basically converted like the office part of it into like a store, and then that part where the cars would be, we made it like a like a living room lounge. That's awesome. Or whatever. Um, and me, between him and I, we're just really good with. We just knew that we needed a space. Didn't matter how big it was, if it was a closet, whatever. Um, we just we could we could literally design anything. We were pretty, you know. Um, you just needed space, is yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. You know, we were pretty into that. So um, they gave us that space, and we were like, all right, let's you know, let's kind of freak this and make it a store. So we threw some cinder blocks in there and some you know real nice green grass, and we made it look you know super earthy, but it was like a real dope store. I like um, that. It was real dope. I mean, we power washed the entire inside of this building because it was an old tire shop. So it was like yeah, the walls were dirty everywhere. and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So like, we put a lot of time and energy into it. And essentially, when they told this is the first year of Startup Three One Seven, they were telling us that uh, we could like potentially stay longer. So I'm like, well, I know our business is gonna kill it because we were already killing it before, and we're right here, like two doors over from where we are. So let's just plan on being here for a while because like we're gonna kill it. Hell yeah! And so after the first month, we were like, hey, we're willing to pay you to stay here. And then essentially he was just like, oh, well, well we're going to develop it into, into some brewery or restaurant, or restaurant yeah. which is still vacant to this day and it's still going to be uh, a part of Start 317. So, like, I just started having the feeling that, like, people didn't want our business uh, around their businesses sometimes, you know? Because, like, the way our business happens in the summertime, summertime like, at the Fountain Square Music, Music Festival, you know, we got a bunch of young black kids hanging out yeah, outside, you know? And, 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 people, and people say, like, oh, we want diversity. But until the diversity pulls up on the doorstep, yeah. Man, and then they start getting scared. Different. You know what I'm saying? I, I remember when, mm-hmm. when y'all around with the for the Larry Party shit uh, yeah. that was yeah. going the on pioneer. in the uh, Pioneer. Oh, yeah, yeah bro. it was turned bro. out. It was turned out. Turned the fuck Lit. up. But I, yeah, I shout remember, out Steven like, one time. Yeah, shout out. I'm about to have you <laughs> on this motherfucker. Shout out Steven, man. I was, I remember going like 
just I be in the square like just because I like to go around there and just drink. I don't like being yeah. downtown. I don't yeah. like Please. really like barber for like that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I remember just like hopping from like bar to bar because I really couldn't even get inside that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Like probably yeah. pack, you feel me? Yeah. And then I could just see everybody just acting like there goes the fucking neighborhood yeah, and some bro, shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And I was just like, I, you never realize how uncomfortable these motherfuckers really get or like around the presence yeah. of niggas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. They'll be they'll be cool with you, but the minute there's a bunch of people that they don't know that don't look like them, people start you know. Yeah. They'll, and they'll be cool with you, and but don't let them don't let them get a couple of drinks and start and start saying some <laughs> stupid shit. You feel me? It's right. like uh, it's those things that need to be worked on. It's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. Nothing new. Yeah. Nah, you can't. Really, you can't really be comfortable until they're comfortable. So. Yeah. And it's super unfortunate that it's like that. But like, um, it, it's it's sad to see that not pioneers, you know, closed or whatever. Yeah. And uh, you know, Laurie was one of those things that was helping it be open. But like, like I honestly understand like like the growth of the neighborhood, but. You know, it's not like this is something that you'd see every day. So yeah, things are changing you know. definitely in the square. Oh uh, uh, man, yeah, it's changing drastically. Yeah. I mean, I've lived there since 2015. It's like drastic in in terms <laughs> of how it looks, but in terms of like just the culture. Because like Fountain, the reason why I moved to Fountain Square because like it was like a cheap place to live. You know, and yeah, close like, to downtown. And it was close to downtown. It's like a place you could have a house, but like now it's like not. It's super expensive to live there. It's like it defeats the purpose. And I remember like the Murphy Building was like cracking because it was like. It was, the studio spaces were super cheap, so you had all these like real raw artists that were just yeah. there, like having space, and that's why it made First Friday First Friday because like they would just it's open their studios and like it was like just just real artists doing shit. Like some of them were like living there, you know what I'm saying? Like they were just like real starving artists, but putting out great. I didn't get to see stuff, that bro. Shit. It was Man. before they it's before they painted like the Murphy Building used to be grungy, bro. Like, it's like. Back when it had like this weird like walkway behind like pure and like this like weird bench there, it was, like, I forgot super about sketchy, that. Bro. It was, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it was it was dope, bro. It was super dope, and it was like a bunch of real like raw artists there, and like that's what that's why Fountain Square is Fountain Square, and like now it's unfortunate because pretty much none of those artists are there anymore in those studios, and like you're starting to see it turn into soda sopa. Man, well, so where did y'all guys end up moving to after they kind of got you out of there? Uh, we packed up all our shit. We went to a storage unit. Um, and then, well, we, before Startup 317, we knew we were going to open a shipping container store. Like, I, I had Whose idea it. was this? So, I've been His. trying to, so I went in 2014, I was running around Bates Hendricks trying to build shipping container houses. And I had it raised, I had raised a bunch of money with some investors and we had planned to do it. But at the time, and still to this day, actually, if I wanted to build a house out of shipping containers for you and you wanted to buy it, you couldn't get a mortgage because, so you have to, I needed to cash buyers. Yeah. Like 2014, nobody there was just wasn't cash buyers for houses like this. So I like, mean, I see it on fucking YouTube all the time. No, I never bro, clicked yeah. this shit, but yeah, yeah. So like, I knew I wanted to do something with them before, and then after us losing the sweat equity again, painting and putting these displays together, and then someone telling us you got to leave the space, and it's like, damn, I just invested a couple bands into your your location, your facility, and made it nicer, and it's like I'm getting kicked out for no no reason at all. Essentially, no. it's not like we did shady business or everything, and I feel like. We go out of the way to make sure that we're super on point because I feel like everyone is looking at us. You know what I'm saying? It's like two young black kids, yeah. you know, running a business. And so, like, we do everything. I mean, we, we have an accountant. Like, they take care of all the taxes and everything. Like, we are super legit. And we feel like we have to be because, like, the scrutiny. Because we'd be like, oh, there goes the niggas being niggas again, not yeah. paying taxes. or You know what I'm saying? Something stupid like that. So, mm-hmm. um, we knew we were going to move into a container. We didn't know where. So, we had bought the container uh, before Startup 317, kind of put it on hold while we were doing the store there. Yeah. And then What's when that process? You could just buy it? You could just get it? 
Yeah, yeah got on over here on, on, on Harding Street. We just pulled up. Or uh, was it Troy Ave? Mm-hmm. Are they expensive? Yeah, it depends on how how big of one you want. Y'all's yeah, is about like forty feet, right? It's yeah. what it's it was like twenty five hundred dollars, bro, and plus yeah. delivery. So like to own your own, to have a space, you know what I'm saying? To have a shell of a space for twenty five hundred dollars is like way cheaper than anything you can actually physically buy. So yeah. how did you fucking get permission to put it somewhere? Yeah, I mean, yeah, a, lot of, like, <laughs> a lot of kissing ass and shaking hands and uh, like. Where where you at? Uh, right now we're at twenty three twenty or twenty three twenty eight Shelby yeah. Street, which mm-hmm. is just a couple of streets down uh, down here from here. I need um, to visit when the next time y'all open. Yeah, sure. um, we do appointment only too. So if yeah, you want to, you can just come in shopping. Yeah. But um, yeah, we're there for the meantime. Uh, we don't know how much longer we're going to be there. Uh, our variance is until May, so essentially the city is giving us till May to either reapply to stay in that location. Or uh, move somewhere else, and we don't know if that property is going to be sold yet. Um, okay, so, so the process. Say I wanted to do such a thing. Is it? But does it count as like if it was like a trailer? If you have it on like wheels. Yeah. Oh, uh, bro! If you have it on wheels, it's like Different way wheels. easier. Yeah. It's right. way easier. And so y'all got it just sitting there on blocks. Yeah. On blocks. Block, yeah. Is it like in the middle of like a grassy area or a parking lot? That's or? A, it's yeah. like a, it's in a lot. It's, it's like. like I mean, it looks like a store when we're open. Like we have like yeah, I believe it. I'm just trying to like I'm trying to build this mentally in yeah. my head for anybody who can't like hear it or who can't like it, imagine like, it. It's so not from here. If you're like so like if you're going down Shelby past Garfield Brewery, it's yeah. like on your right, and it's just it, during the day it looks like a con- shipping container with a deck on the front and a wheelchair ramp. It's hard. Yeah. You know, so like that's orange. what it looks like. And then during the day we open the doors and there's like a glass storefront behind it. And that's what it, I saw. And yeah. then you open up the shipping container, right. and then it looks like just like a regular, regular store. store. Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It looks beautiful, too. Right. How long did it take you to fucking... Who designed it? Was that you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I designed the store, um, and then we built, me and him and physically we built, built it. it. <laughs> we physically built it. How was it for you? You ever built anything with your hands uh, like that before? Nah, so he was he was more crafty <laughs> with that. And um, so, so being younger, or when I was younger, rather... Um, I wanted to be an architect, so I was super into that. And like, uh, my mom would buy me like different Lego sets from different movies and shit, like Star Wars or whatever, yeah. just so I could be like innovative with whatever stuff they had, or try to like build it differently um, to where it was still functional for me or whatever. So um, he basically was just like, "Yeah, bro, like this is what we're gonna do." And anything he didn't know, he was gonna hit YouTube for, you know, YouTube University. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of stuff that we did in hindsight that we didn't have to do, but like, right. it was just a good learning process. So now like if we make, well, the next, the next one that we're making, um, it's more than halfway done because we already know, put this there, put that there. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So, we were able to get like what it took us like two months to do done in like two days. Y'all crazy, <laughs> man. So like, we're getting better at it, but. It's just I trying like to figure this. out where it's going to be. Uh, is it hot in that motherfucker? No, bro. We have uh, a heating AC. It's spray foam insulated. I mean, bro, yeah. it's like a... Like, this, this, it like, looks it, like a store. It's, it's, nicer, it's nicer than it looks... my house. It's super efficient. It runs only on a generator. Uh, when I find a permanent location for it, we're going to run it 100% on, on solar. Yeah. You wow. know what I'm saying? So, like, this thing is self, self-sufficient. self We don't need... There's no IPL, no none of that. It all runs itself. It all yeah. self-contains. It's like... this, man. You Honestly, that's like one of the coolest things I've ever, like, heard. Like, I don't know. I love to see, like... I'd love for Indianapolis to one day just be someplace that people enjoy and then, like, everybody could listen to this shit and see this shit. You know what I mean? It will, bro. Uh, Like, I'm telling you, I have, like... There's gonna be some other stuff that we're gonna do in terms of shaping the city if the if someone allows us, you know, like if, if the city if the people in the city allow us to help the city. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. It, I think 
I have to convince people to want help from me and think in terms of like creating culture. Because yeah. that's something we lack here. I think Indianapolis, I think we're we're really good at consuming culture. You know, stuff comes here and we we gravitate to yeah. it and we pull it in. But, like, in terms of, like... But if it's from us, we... we you know, there's nothing to reflect us. And so, like, next year we have the NBA All-Star Weekend coming in, man. And I think that's... I told him, man, this is this is the biggest opportunity for us the biggest, ever yeah. because the culture's coming here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, the culture's coming to Indianapolis. And, and it's like, like, what the fuck y'all got? What's you know right. what I'm saying? And it's like... And we can do one of two things. We can either... You know, absorb whatever they're gonna bring here, like we always do, or we can actually reflect our own culture. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I want to make sure, like, it's people like us, the people in this room, that are doing events and doing collaborations and making shit happen in the city during All Star Weekend, because the culture is here, and it's like we need to reflect what Indianapolis has versus just like let what that happened during the Super Bowl. Let Diddy come and build a club and empty spaces, (laughs) and like, and no one from Indy be invited. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm just really like hopeful that we can do that and really start changing the landscape of like how indianapolis looks and shapes and like and works in terms of like a community around like actual culture because like the music and clothes and art and all that goes hand in hand you know what i'm saying i think that's why i started this this is this is is super dope i needed to figure out like what can i do i remember this one nigga was mad at me and he was like man because he's He's just talking about how like I don't I don't do nothing for nobody, and I was like, nigga, what can I do? I'm I'm broke too. Like I don't know what the fuck. And then I was like, well, be a voice. I yeah. I just realized so many niggas that I'm, that's around me is just doing shit and like taking things to the next level and it's just like giving more than just you know what I mean. Sound like my music is cool, but that's not helping anybody. I'm like shit, man. If yeah. I got a voice, I'll go ahead and and just shed light. Like when I was, I keep saying it on here, but I you know what I mean. When I was 13 years old. You know, it was, like, hard for me to, to get this information. You know what I mean? I was right, collecting yeah. Nouveaux and and just, like, trying to see if, if it wasn't in the little magazine, then I, I couldn't figure it out. And then at some point, like, that's not even around no more. Yeah. You feel me? And when they stopped printing is when I was like, I'm going to do this podcast. You that's know what's what up, I mean? Man. And um, I appreciate what y'all are doing and the way that y'all going about it is in, right in, in such a unique way and not just waiting for somebody to give you something. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, bro. That's real away, shit. Yeah. That's bro. what Tom waits on no man. Exactly, man. That's real shit. Uh, All right, so in the store, how long? What do you sell exactly? So I know you got your own uh, products, you got your own uh, brands, but what else do you hold? So the way the store is set up is it's set up for me and him to win. Um, I like that. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) so uh, the main ingredient in our store is uh, his and I's product. Yeah. Uh, and then everything else is around around that happens to be you know the other coolest hottest stuff that you want other places. Like um, so we do sell off whites, we do sell Yeezys, uh, we do sell Supreme and Palace, mm-hmm. um, but those are you know essentially you know little pieces of the puzzle. Um, so we sell all those other things, but the things that we have the most of is our brand. So if you're coming for a medium shirt and you can't find a medium red shirt, you could probably find one from mine or his brand. So that like you know, that. It kind of we cover all bases like that. So. Hell yeah! Have you ever um, thought about hosting anybody else's clothes up there? Or? Yes. yes. Uh, so actually, this Saturday we'll <clears throat> we'll be hosting uh, Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Yeah. Um, he's doing some bucket I just hats. Him. Yeah, oh, man, yeah, super he's dope. So nice. he's taking he's like old scraps because the dude does a bunch of cut and sew, and he's making these like bucket hats and. He's gonna be dropping those in the store, so um, we're doing that Saturday, yeah. and we'll probably have them in there all weekend. All weekend but yeah. uh, they last all weekend. But uh, right. Fuck yeah. yeah, we essentially we have like a rack that we put at the front, and we haven't had anyone use it yet actually. But we reached out to a few people. Um, but essentially, yeah, so uh, to hear back, so. they come into the mm-hmm. store, 
and talk to us. That's the biggest thing. Like, don't just DM us. You got to pull up on us and, like, have a conversation with us. You know what I'm saying? But, like, we want to give people an opportunity to sell their clothes yeah. and to have a platform because, like, that's we wouldn't be here if we didn't have the opportunity. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, we jumped into a sticky situation, but, like, at the end of the day, it was a golden opportunity yeah. for us to know that it could work. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, that's why I'm trying to, like, build this other container and give other people space and just let them rent it out. Um, essentially, just to, like, to so start break, building that community. Right. Break those barriers to entry of retail and just let other people get a chance to do it. Because, like, I mean, there could be a store that's 10 times better than ours, but that person just doesn't have to have the yeah. opportunity, you know. Would like, you like them both to be around each other? Oh, absolutely. 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 Yeah. We want we want to we want to build a community of of locals. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. Like that. that's that's the big vision for me when I think of like Cargo Village. That's what it's called is essentially all these containers essentially with small business owners and no one's locked in because it's like barriers to entry to retail right now it's like you want to get a space they're going to tell you it's thirty dollars a square foot yeah you need to sign a three-year lease you need you need to pay a year rent up front and it's like i need sixty thousand dollars to get in the door and it's like how how is that possible regular people don't got that well you know they say small business and that you know small businesses like 15 people and like three and a half million dollars a year but like startup businesses me and AO and ten thousand dollars and we're trying to make some shit shake you know what I'm saying like and there's not a lot of stuff that can help us to do that there's not a lot of places in the city or anywhere even the United States that can help you you know what I'm saying so like we're gonna break those barriers to to people and let people rent you wanna be here for three months bet let's do it sign three month lease you wanna be here for six months bet let's do it you know what I'm saying it's flat rate and like we're not it's not pricing things per square foot. It's like yeah. this is what the space costs because this is what we value it at. Right. I like that. I was um I was listening to this the one of them podcasts on the uh, on the hype beat shit. It was the, the WeWork. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard that my mom said they did some they, some grimy shit. They're kind but, of scam artists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, but like they, they had a vision. Yeah, I, I listened to that one too. And they had mm-hmm. a vision. They executed it really well, really early. And it's like a lot of a lot of like things in our generation recently that are popping off are the things that don't take anything you know what i'm saying so like like uber is like Mm, has no cars you know what i'm saying like airbnb owns no property but they have the most hotels you know what i'm saying alibaba is the biggest e-commerce and or you know sale store essentially and has no like actual physical store so like it's thing the genius behind using other things that aren't there you know what i'm saying is like i think the wave of like our generation, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, it definitely is. I mean, making something out of nothing is, is everything. Right. And that's what mm-hmm. there's so many cool creatives right now. And like, and I, I'm like super excited about the generation, even like behind me, because like those kids are like doing stuff earlier, quicker because they have the resources earlier, quicker. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yo. mm-hmm. I, I grew up when there was still dial up, you know, I had a, I had a, my first computer was in like 94 and I had a floppy disk. And like, we, mm-hmm. I remember we got the upgrade to Windows 95 and <laughs> right. I got the internet, you know what I'm saying? Damn. Like, so like, yeah. you just had to blow on them joints. Right. right. <laughs> floppy disk. Yeah. Man, look, all right. Uh, what else did I want to ask? Cause honestly, this has been a really good interview. Yeah, definitely. This might sure. be one of my favorite ones so far because like that shit got me sitting here wanting to open up a store. <laughs> well, every time I talk to somebody, I want to do what they're doing. It's I mean, a good conversation, though. Nah, for sure, bro. It's just like, it's just like, what do, what do you find important in Indianapolis? Because like for me, I've been really evaluating like why the fuck am I even here? You yeah. know what I find important about this place is it feels like home. Word and. I don't really, like, know what to associate that to. Nah, I feel that, though. Because, like, I'm from Fort Wayne, and, like, I go to Fort Wayne, and it's, like, sleepy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's nothing to do, and it looks like it just makes me depressed. But I, me and my mama drive up there just to, like, get some food. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. shit that we used to eat back in the day. And, like, 
I feel like our local scene is what makes me feel like yeah. like I'm at home. I've been yeah. to other places that are either they don't have one, they're trying their best to make one, um, sure. or it's just like so out of touch because nigga, it's a million famous people there already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we have a clean yeah. slate. It's homegrown. We have good friend groups. Uh, nobody should feel like they're left out of it. Like if you want to be a part of some shit and you serious and you just start coming around, yeah. nigga, we not gonna not fuck with you unless right. you're a weirdo. Type you shit. know what yeah. I mean? Like, but but that uh, I mean, what you just said was a big big factor with a clean slate and that's yeah. that's what i think yeah. is like intriguing to me about indianapolis because like i have no reason to be my mom is leaving in june to move to germany and that will be my last living family member that lives in the state so yeah. like why the fuck am i here you know it's like my friends mean a lot to me but it's like no ties where else where else in the country can you have a voice to be this loud you know what i'm saying and be yes. heard like this oh yeah. i swear to god bro it's like <laughs> niggas is like trying to be a rapper, you want to be a famous rapper, but if you can't become one of the biggest rappers in Indiana, yeah, like, what cream, can you right? do? Yeah. Bro, you can you pull up me? on the mayor. Bro. Yeah. What other city can you do that? Bro? You can pull up on the mayor, bro. For you can sure. really just, like, go to his office, schedule a time to meet with him. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. If you somewhere else, you really bro. couldn't do that. What and other like, large city can you do that? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I, I got a lot of, most of my views, like, just outside of Indiana come from Chicago and, uh, and L.A., you know what I mean? And what type of person would I be to think that I'm going to just go over to Chicago right now and, and, beca- and just shit. take over and yeah. just be on top? And, like, yeah, it's possible, but also I know for a fact that the shit that's going on out there, I can live here and do the same, thing. Do the same shit. If yeah. not, you feel me, it would be cooler because there's no competition. Like, I mean, and even if there is, it's like, it's it's not like you got to look at it like that, but it's also not like, in Chicago right now, Lyrical Lemonade is like the biggest yeah. shit. I've never even thought yeah. Cole was going to go like, yeah, he popped off, bro. Yeah. Out, he popped out, off. out here. Like, mm-hmm. he just collaborated with Jordan. Yeah, you bro, he yeah. dropped the shoe. Like, imagine right. just <laughs> moving there to do what he doing, thinking that you just finna like, shit on him you're not gonna right. shit on him like that right. you feel me they love him and he's not leaving Chicago right. he said Chicago is home to. yeah don't need to I love it I love it here just for that very reason it's a clean slate if you decide you want to be the best at whatever the fuck you can do that shit here and you can at, at least start it here yeah. and and then go ahead and move on when it's necessary yeah I mean cause now you have the internet um, I used to work at the airport too and um, one of the, I, so I, one of the things I really used to like to do is um um, every time my mom would go to the grocery store, she would always, like, randomly talk to somebody, right? Yeah. And we used to always be like, Mom, do you know them? She'd be like, no, they just just had a good conversation, and I got caught uh-huh. up in it. That's tight. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, in hindsight, it was cool, because, like, now I do the same thing and didn't even notice it. Yeah. Um, but I used to talk to people all the time in the airport, and, uh, you know, people used to allow me to realize how small the world was because of the Internet. Yeah. And at the time, you know, Instagram was just like popping off. So you were, you know, you got to see it was like Tumblr on steroids almost, you know. Damn near. And um, you know, on Tumblr you used to see crazy things already. So like that made your world smaller, but you got to see like certain niche things. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, but Twitter started popping and you started seeing people talk about it and it was it was cool to see what was trending in another state. Yeah. So that way you could be knowledgeable about everything. Fuck but now, like, Twitter has a neighborhood, you know, and Instagram has, like, these pods. And I was telling my mama about that shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it just makes the world smaller. Like, be f- like, like just like he said, I'm curious to see what, what the generations under us do. Because right now, DIY is the shit. Mm-hmm. But you can imagine if if your mom made you something. At, so this lady came into our store. And she was telling us that she uh, she was trying to make her son like a, box a fake logo. yeah like a fake box logo Supreme. Well, well shirt. look, she yeah Wait, she, what? She, she, no, she, <laughs> she pretty much was like, my son said he wanted a Supreme shirt and the box logo shirt, and she looked it up and she's like, 
Fuck, it's fucking six hundred dollars. I can make this shit at home. So she made it for him and made all of his friends on his friends were all geeked but he was like shit he's like man this ain't the real one you know what I'm saying like, and then like my mom used to do shit like that for me too and like I can appreciate that cause like it's like a part of like just problem solving and like being creative you know like that's yeah. how I feel like I associate my creativity with my mom just like doing like hood shit like that like, yeah, yeah, cause yeah, I remember yeah, I wanted this no limit jersey when I was a young kid and like cause the one from the uh, make them say on video I really wanted that super bad yeah, and she I'm went to a place called Sports Spot on uh, 16th Street I think they just closed recently but yeah. they were there for like 30 years or something like that and you can go in there and pick out letters and press them there yourself and she made me a no limit jersey but i wanted to see murder <laughs> joint because he's my favorite but she's like i'm not i was like 10 so she's like i'm not letting you walk around with a jersey that says see murder <laughs> so i got the silk the shocker one but uh, i went to school and wore it and then people were like damn that's hard and i turned around they're like but isn't silk spelled with two k's i was like man fuck man like <laughs> so after that i was just like damn this shit ain't never good enough <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Oh, my God. That's funny. But, but yeah, y'all some cool niggas, man. Right on, man. Uh, shit. All right. Goals for the future. Besides, uh, you know what I mean, the next container store. Or not besides. That, that's that's a big uh, it's a big next step. I was talking to Maxie. You, you ever been to uh, Napa yeah, Nothing yeah, store? Yeah. Maxie the homie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Homie. I had him on here, and I, I didn't even. I watched the interview where he was talking about, like, wanting to open up the, the second, the second yeah, store. Second and he was like, man, if, if God willing, like, it's, it'll work out. And then, yeah. like, I seen him actually get it done. So it was cool to talk to him about that shit. Um, yeah, he's a real ass hustler. Yeah, for like, real. Bro, for real. Respect like, his hustle. Yeah, I that's one of the niggas that, that keep me inspired. Bro. Yeah, for sure. Respect for sure. his hustle, bro. Yeah, real shit. Shout out to Maxi, right? Yeah, <laughs> Maxi one time. Um, so, uh, when y'all plan on having your next uh, your next one open, or what do you want to um, accomplish? What you think of next year or this year or what? Uh, Man, I, mean, I mean, a lot of it's gonna be de- dependent on like who's willing to work with us. Because right now this. we're about to, you know, like it seems like we're gonna have uh, two stores right now, and one that we want is strictly for other people, strictly for Pop giving other one like to that. do someone else to have an opportunity. It's just we need a, a place to put it. And uh, I'm really kind of particular about where we place it because I want walkability. I want mm-hmm. people to be able to walk to us and find us because... The foot traffic is so important. Foot traffic is super important to us. It's a way that we can market to people that we'd never be able to reach. So um, ultimately, like in the future, you're going to see a cargo village that's not just us. It's multiple locals, all retail, you know, like multiple people, um, not just doing clothes, but doing, you know, candles, candles whatever, earrings, you know, anything, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like That's that. the ultimate goal is to create a community of people that want to enter retail and want to create space together and bring a community behind that. Because, like, think about, like, the Yelp Bazaar year-round, if we could do something like that. Because the Yelp Bazaar is lit. Yeah. I don't know if any of you guys have ever been to that, but mm. the public library, um, they do it at, um, around Christmas time, but essentially it's just, like, all these different creators essentially people that are like makers that make leather goods and bags and popcorn and candles and clothes and mm-hmm. fucking art and all you know all kinds of stuff but it's it's a super big event and it because it's everyone there is local you know what i'm saying everyone every maker there is local and i think like that's one really cool thing about the city and the state is people love local shit here you know yeah. and like they really fuck with They'll it. Support. Just off local. Like they, there's people that walk in our store, they they have no they know nothing about what's going on, but they're like, Oh, this shit's made here, I'll take one of those. And right, I'm like, yeah. you know, I, I super appreciate that about Indy, you know what I'm saying? Isn't that incredible though? This Nap or Nothing and Cargo Street where just a couple of, of I don't even know how many places they are surviving off selling merch. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. I mean plus we plus our our, our one of our goals is is 
to make more stir merch, like yeah. just stuff about you know stuff about like where we're from here in Indy. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of cool stories about things that go on in Indy that people don't grow to appreciate. Awesome. And um, you know, we're just to the point where like you know, just like we were talking about like being like like liking other places or whatever, like shit like that is always cool because you know the story behind what happens in New York, what happens in L. A. You know, shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, but I feel like I'm not even sure if this correlates really, but like. The question is always, as far as rap goes, is like, you ever think that could blow up of course. as a city? You know what I mean? Absolutely. And and my whole point usually is, um, yes, if if everybody gets on their shit, there could be plenty of niggas from here sure. that blow up, which has already happened, in, you yeah, know, sure. to this day. I mean, shout out to, you know, even like Fresh, Fresh Desi. Yeah, Fresh, and out yeah. here fucking going nuts. Right, you know what I mean? Right. My nigga Matthias, yeah, he getting a lot of You feel me? It's a lot of people getting moving, you feel me? But... There's no sound that everybody follows yeah. that you could say this is a nap sound. Right. right you know right. what I mean? And uh, I feel like as far as being able to push a specific culture, you could be a pop in that city and it just be a bunch of shit for you to, to check out. But, for sure. um, uh, you know, I feel like New York could be one of those places you could consider kind of the same because ain't nobody else in New York. ASAP Mob, for example, don't none of them niggas make the same type of music. Yeah, they like, all different. Right. Yeah. Ain't none, ain't no other sound in New York even caught on like that to where like everybody was moving the same yeah. until right now when they doing that UK drill shit and it's like yeah. Pop Smoke, but he just yeah. died. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Right. Uh, it's a nigga five year four, but that UK drill sound yeah, with that, them that sound, that grunge. Yeah. Everybody's that grunge doing that shit, shit in New York mm-hmm. right now. You yeah, feel me? Like the London shit. Yeah, yeah. that shit's hard as yeah. fuck too. But that's one of them things. When I was talking to Jake Huber about it, it's like, bro, if if somebody were to have a sound here and everybody like copies it, then it could like push things. Yeah, um, it would elevate things for exactly. sure. Exactly. So I feel like if if uh, if the mold of what you guys are doing just caught on to a bunch of other motherfuckers and yeah. it was a big community, like you're saying, is when uh, things just come up way harder, way cooler, way quicker. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I think it's a lot harder for people to do that because again, because of the internet. So yeah. when you want to get an idea, when you want to generate something, you'll what hit on you know. Get on the computer, get on Google, or mm. check Instagram, or you know, just like check to see if other people are even doing that. So like, I know a lot of people when they take their music craft seriously, they don't listen to anything else. Yo. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want to sound like anybody. Um, I had a I had a real close friend. Um, I, had, I have a real close friend um, that sound that used to sound like Cole. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, back back in the day, you know, when Cole was on his like you know mixtape shit, like Cole sounded a certain way. So yeah. like. You know what I'm saying like, and that was his biggest thing. Like, so he had to stop listening to him for a minute so he could get his own authentic sound. So it's one of those things to where it's like, like if we could get someone in indie that did sound a certain way, that would literally elevate everything. What do you think like an indie sound would sound like? Like, would it like like? I feel like sounds are like that genre that's regional is usually based off like culture or based off like some influence in that area. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So I like, think, uh, are we Nas X in it because we got like honky tonk here? Or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just curious, like what's your, your perspective on so that? So my, my perspective is like, I feel like uh, there's too many sections, right? So when I try to explain it, I could say like, uh, uh, what would I say? Because... As far as the types of rappers, you got hood niggas, you got um, hipster niggas. Yeah. That was like, that was always everybody's complete divide. And I always tell niggas, it's not just either you a trapper or you a square nigga, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. what is even if I'm a square nigga? But that's like, that was like what was always bugging me out, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, all right, well, there's niggas like Poindexter. 
which yeah. like Point Dexter been around here, his family from here, as far right. as I know, you feel me? But I wouldn't qualify him as making hood nigga music, you right, know what right, I mean? Right, for sure. Like even fresh, it's like when when do we just get down to just being artists? You feel me? Right, but I think shit. that's what it is. It's a lot of different styles of people, and like uh, it's this nigga named Richie Bucks, and uh, then Maxi. I feel like they have like a, a certain like uh, the way that they talk, like yeah. the way their voice actually is. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like that sounds like nap to me. Yeah, you feel me? But I don't feel like I sound like nap. Type like, shit. I, but I found I sound like Draco. Same thing with Flacco. Flacco just sound like Flacco. Right. Like, niggas don't sound like nobody else. Yeah. Uh, I guess you know what I mean. To like some motherfuckers, just, just because it's not even a particular beat style. I feel like the producers is what are would keep everything together. Yeah. If I, everybody start rapping on fresh beats right. and then other niggas start making beats like fresh, yeah. then that's that would be the nap sound. The sound, yeah. yeah. I mean, because I feel like a lot of it has to do with like um like like our language, like our lingo. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So like sometimes you'll hear people from here, you know, say out the gate. Normally yeah. that's the east sider. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you'll hear someone say how, how you were and that's a west sider right. typically. Sure. So yeah. like but I feel like if that's like if they if you push that like because the indie has culture. Yeah, we but people think do. it's people think it's lame for whatever reason, right. which is strange to me. If we all start saying all that but shit. You know what I'm saying? Right? Like, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, if we start reflecting our culture here versus absorbing everyone else's. You know what I'm saying? Because right. like, I, just, I just made a song called How You What like a month ago. Bro, bro like, thank you. I, yeah, thank exactly. You know what I'm saying? You. Like, that, I that, like that shit. That's a bro. very like regional thing. I didn't, and the thing is, like, you don't even notice a lot of the way that we talk is like regional to us but it's like when you go to the east coast someone like me i saw country yeah. like damn like what? weird isn't like, it? Country, I, i'm yeah. always like and then you go to the because like i'm from the south so like i go down there and they always think i'm like you fucking yankee you know what i'm saying like <laughs> sound like a white boy you know whatever whatever country. else so it's like it's really interesting that we do have something like our own like dialogue or dialect here you know what i'm saying and we're not like reflecting that Fuck you know like that's something that i think with music um with clothes fashion and art you know all these things we can like crossing into different like hood niggas hanging out with hipster niggas and shit like yeah. that's that solves such a bigger issue than just like music i mean like that's we have a problem right now in indianapolis with black men killing black men you know what i'm saying and, like bro it's been so it's, many murders it's it's, it's because like 46, we're not crossing lines and, and you know there's like a, a narrative right now that it's like kids killing kids and it, i mean and you see that but like if you look at the statistic i mean like think it's people ages 25 to 35 that are doing the most yeah so it's like people in my my age doing that and it's like crazy to me that like why is the first result to shoot somebody you know it's like and it's like over a petty shit and it's like i think that reaching out and blurring those lines of what is a hood nigga and what is a hipster nigga yeah. yeah really helps to fuse that because at the end of the day like we're just all black men you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, hate, I hate when I'm on Twitter and somebody's like, I can't wait to have a ghetto summer. And then motherfuckers be like, what, what does, does that mean? mean? Yeah. What does that mean? I'm talking mean? barbecues and parties and that shit. It's so like, like, what's ghetto that, about this shit? No, it's like, bitches be like, I love hood niggas. And it just be like some nigga doing dumb shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, type shit, yeah. This a hood nigga to you. This look like a nigga doing some stupid right. shit to me. <laughs> I, know, I know plenty of hood niggas doing great shit. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So like, I don't like, it's not indicative of you, you know what I'm saying, like who you really are. Yeah, you know right. Yeah, man. Look, bro, where we at? <laughs> probably two hours. This That's is not that bad. awesome. Yes. So look, <laughs> I pride myself on the, the smoothness of these because I don't yeah. know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I be like, damn, I hit all the bulletins, boy. We out here. Uh, I have one question for both of y'all. That's cool. And you can answer it more than one way. Whatever you think. But uh, just p imagine yourself as a 13-year-old 
um, and 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 seeing you and it's not you, but you're like, damn, that shit is fucking tight what they're doing. Like, I want to be able to do that shit. And, like, you could tell somebody every single step of the way, you feel me, but who knows if they'll actually even put the work in or whatever. Yeah. But let's say you see that shit and you're like, man, I don't know what to do or, or, or something like that. What, what, was, what would be one piece of advice that you would give that little, that little nigga <laughs> and be like, look, bro, don't, don't, don't fret. This is what I got to say to you. You want to go for it? Yeah, I guess essentially, I mean, what I, like, the biggest piece of advice I give most people is, like, I mean, quit looking for what to do um, because everyone's path to success is going to be different. But what you can get really get value is looking at what not to do. So learning from other people's mistakes. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't spend a lot of time reading success stories because, I mean, it's great, it's inspirational, but, like, the chance that I'm going to be Damon John and I'm going to sew a bunch of shit and be in a hotel across from Magic and right. pull up and get a bunch of POs, like, that shit ain't going to happen, bro. The sure. chances that happen isn't, isn't likely, but the chance that I could read a story or hear about AO, like, you know, like, ordering too many of a product or, like, something that you can learn from, at least I can know, like, damn, don't fuck up and do that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that, like, that helped at least guide you, I think, just as much as the inspiration of, like, what to do or this guy did this. So what's the thing. biggest lesson yeah. you've learned? I'm, I would say the biggest thing in terms of, like, where I'm at as a creative. The For one, as a creative, it's frustrating. I, I feel like it's hard for me to um, communicate how, I, like, what I, exactly what I want. So, like, he was saying, like, ordering a product and not coming out the way you want. I mean, there's very few products that I have that come out exactly the way I want. So uh, I think that's, like, something that's really been a struggle for me is, like, learning how to, like, communicate what's in my head. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm sure, like, for you as a as an artist, too, like... That's why I do everything myself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. Literally. Beats. Like, yeah. I can't imagine, like, explaining a beat that's in my head to something. Like, yeah. I'd be sitting there, like, like <laughs> bro, like, you know, it wouldn't make any sense. So, like, I think there's a lot of value in at least, like, learning what not to do. Fuck yeah! How about for you? Some advice and uh, some advice and also your biggest lesson. Right. Um, so the advice that um, I probably learned the most from is uh, to to figure out what the issue is. Um, a lot of times people figure out what the problem is, and that's the one thing that stops them. Um, so, like you were saying before, you're like, I don't have anything to contribute. I don't have no money. Mm. And a lot of times people think that the answer lies in money. Um, there's a lot of things that you can do, you know, with even the minimal amount of money to get you from point A to point B. Um, a lot of times, like I said, people always, they stop there. So my whole thing is once you figure out the issue, figure out a way to then conquer it. Um, so, you know, for me, it was just like um, figuring out, okay, I want to make a shirt. I don't know what to do. How do I get my idea onto the shirt? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just like little things like that. So I always tell people like to, like if there's something you really want to do, figure out the issue, figure out what is keeping you from doing it, and then figure out what you need to do to overcome it. Um, I think that's the best thing um, in that aspect. And then you said, like, uh, what was the next thing? I you like that me? answer. That was a good <laughs> answer. Yeah, and then um, I guess the, I guess, I don't know, I guess you kind of answered both of them, but um, just one more lesson that you're like, okay, this is something I'll never do again, uh, yeah, okay. and this is something that's like, something that you haven't said already. Word. Uh, so, like, one of the ultimate lessons uh, that I've learned from is just, like, not straying away from like something that seems supernatural mm. um mm. and not That's like not one. like not like a ghost or anything but like so like a lot of things in my life were reoccurring 
and I just was like, no, whatever. I was just going to stray away from it. Um, so, like, being younger, I used to hang out with, like, skateboard guys. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the black kids used to make fun of me because they were just like, oh, you think you're a skateboarder? You're black. Black people don't do that. But, like, I wasn't trying to skateboard. They were just who I was cool with. Yeah. You know? Um, and just, like, being around them, you know, allowed me to understand a lot of things. And, like, like you know, end up having, like, different, set, you know, sets of friends. You know, the same things would be, you know, recurring. Like, I'd find out about something and just, you know, whatever. He would mess up over there and I'd be like, that wouldn't happen to me. Yeah. You know, just like CP was saying, you have the opportunity to learn, you know, not to do something, you probably should do that then. Yeah. Um, I was the type of person that I had to fall and bump my head, too. You know, I just hopefully learned how to fell, fall better at that point, you know. Right. Um, but, you know, I was, I was hard-headed, still am. So <laughs> I, try to, <laughs> I try to always tell people, like, don't, you don't have to be the person to mess up to, to learn the same thing that the person messed up did. Yeah. I mean, he'll tell so. you, I always say, be a problem solver. Yeah. If you can solve problems, you're super, that's part of being creative. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, if you can solve problems, you'll be able to get so many things done and you'll be able to achieve so much success. I like it. I love it. And if I was to tell somebody something right now, just based off of this whole convo, man, don't be afraid to do something that ain't nobody else doing. For sure. Because this container idea is fucking tight. Originality is cool, bro. Yeah, you should absolutely sure. do yeah, what yeah. everyone else isn't doing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. Can we go ahead and plug y'all socials? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, so, so I'm a I'm a Twitter nigga. Um, so, me too. I love Twitter. <laughs> uh, so, so I'll be tweeting my ass out. But my Twitter uh, is Al Alexander, and then on Instagram, uh, someone hated. Um, so I had to put a dot in between it. So it's Al dot Alexander. Word. Uh, I'm gonna give you my my business. Uh, my oh, I forgot my uh, my clothing brand is uh, Komafi. It's at K O M A F I. Um, and then the store Cargo Streetwear is just at Cargo Streetwear, and that is um www.comafi.com and www.cargostreetwear.com and just to plug myself because I forgot to plug my brand Uh, my brand is called Wishful Thinking but the website is wti.com that's where you find us but if you go to the Cargo website you can get to both of our websites through that Hell yeah, so, man. Thanks for coming easy. on this motherfucker. I appreciate y'all having us, man. Y'all some cool niggas, man. I'm gonna pull up to the store soon. For sure. Well, probably sometime this week. Just come oh, chop yeah. it up, bro. Yeah, sure. fuck yeah. it. You feel me? And uh, shout out to everybody listening to this motherfucker. Shout out to Oreo on the motherfucking one. Shout out to Oreo. This spot hey, is look. dope. And uh, man, yeah, man. Y'all tell somebody you love them today out there, man. Sure, and sure, like, man. eat an apple or some shit with peanut butter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. Yeah, bye.